Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Broken Campfire Podcast. Woo, woo, thanks. Woo. Did you say woo? Uh, yeah, thanks. Not a, not a thanks, lot of fanfare man. from the other hosts. I'm your host, Andy. I'm joined by John Flask and Greg. Uh, for this episode, we wanted it to be a good one, so we kicked off our special guest veto. We sent them on a beautiful trip uh, across the world. To Italy again. I was say, guess, guess it, listeners. He went to Italy again. He's doing like, a little field research, folks. Don't he, worry about him. He practically lives there at this point. About the ancient Roman people. Uh, how's everybody doing? Fine. Right. Hey, wouldn't you like to know? Hey, don't tell him. Don't tell him. Oh, I rescind. I rescind. Let's have a yeah. podcast. I'm a little easier to crack, but a nice fucking try. You're incredibly suspicious of the host. Like a chestnut. Uh, a whole episode where we, we treat each other as hostile individuals. <laughs> oh, absolutely. We haven't gotten nearly yeah, enthusiastic enough over our entire run so far. Which all of us deserve, frankly. I don't, I don't think there's any one of us who's innocent from that kind of treatment. Like Britney Spears said. It's been a while. Uh, last week, or the week before, You're actually, toxic. we had a Resident Evil 4 yeah. podcast. It was a little over two hours of us wow, just... Wow, it's a lot of Resident Evil talk it. to say that it's just okay. <laughs> yeah, we said more than that, <laughs> just so you know. Yeah, I think I'm that's probably the really most I've ever talked okay. on a podcast. John, I'm yeah, glad you, you weren't you, there. I'm glad I'm not either, because, you know... It wasn't well, about war you... The world oh. might have been a little less happy. It would have been more truthful. That would have been in their town <laughs> like it is. Now we're living in some sort of fucking Matrix world. You you're you're really giving people the hard knocks on Resident Evil. I would. I would. I would have said. I would. You know. I wouldn't give the hard knock. I would. I would have gave the correct knock. The correct knocks, right? Well, that's what I I've come to appreciate about you, just being accurate. I'm all about the correct knocks. That's what I I do. All right, correct knocks. So let's dive into some roundtables. I'll go first, if only because I don't have a whole lot to discuss. Uh, Game-wise, video game-wise, I've only been playing a little bit more Resident Evil 4. I had a work trip that's kind of interrupted my flow for that. Never really picked it back up. But I was about halfway, a little over halfway through a run on Professional on New Game Plus doing a collect everything run. Because in my best efforts to collect everything, I apparently missed some stuff. My first time. Oh, whoa! Hey, but that's guys, brave of you to come on here in front of uh, our million. Embarrassingly, of, admit of, that. You know, anybody? Uh, sorry, anybody still but, playing Resident Evil Four? Yeah, no, that game sucks. I stopped playing that shit. <laughs> that shit was last week, dude. I tried telling you. Yeah, <laughs> that was last week. All right, last you. Um. Yeah. I. I. Uh, wait. What, what number run is that for you, Andy? It's my third run. My second third, run okay. was running the game uh, kind fast. of fast on hardcore to get the Ashley armor. Right. Um, I did finish my second run, my hardcore run. Um, I actually haven't started my, you know, uh, <clears throat> fun run, race for the cure, uh, speedy, speedy run yet. As my yes, third plus run. professional new game. Exactly. Yeah. The stuff to like, I haven't started. Uh, running to unlock stuff yet uh, i just you know i finished my my regular ass hardcore run which it actually came out to 
11 hours and 30 minutes. So I went just like an hour and a half over the 10 hour limit for that one challenge. Oh, so you basically, you weren't trying to go fast, but no. your second time through, you basically beat the game and probably right around exactly twice the time or half the time. I mean, twice yes, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, cause I was more familiar with it. And, uh, yeah, I haven't started like my other stuff yet, even though I'm right. looking forward to it. Cause I think it'll be fun. Uh, just cause I have, I've been like in more of a, a mood to do other stuff other than video gaming lately. Um, spoilers for some of the resident evil four remake puzzles until nine twenty one. I was going to say one thing I learned since our RE4 episode is that uh, some of the puzzle solutions do differ between difficulties. Some, um, but not all, I think, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, specifically, like I learned that the, I was going to say the optional hexagon puzzle at the lake, remember the one I, I brought up, yeah. does have a different solution between assisted and standard and hardcore and professional um th- there is a different solution so when i was <laughs> struggling more with the the uh, the hardcore version of it than on the standard run that was because it, it actually does have a different solution not necessarily mm-hmm. more complicated but just different so it took me like an extra minute to complete the uh, the latter variation um, you know what's funny for some reason yeah on my hardcore I mean, no. fast run I I was keeping my I, I was looking up all the skips as I was going through. Yes. Um, and I found a cheat sheet for some of the puzzles. On hardcore, if you <laughs> the the fastest way to do it, put in all the puzzle pieces, and you you get three quadrants you can move right. Mm-hmm. Uh, move the right quadrant tri- twice, the left quadrant twice, and then the up quadrant once, and it's solved. I got that. That's rem- like I got that memorized. Okay, that's very similar to. How I'm, I don't know if I remember anymore, but it's like uh, there's a really simplistic solution to the Ashley sliding block puzzle in the original game uh, that she does during her segment. Right, right. I had it memorized because I would play the game over and over again. Right, right. To you where you like really move all the, the blocks around the outside. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Man, remember when we were kids and we just like brute memorized things from games we played over and over yeah, again? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, those are the days. We have too many games now, man. Yeah, far too many. Um, the differences in, in like puzzle solutions also apply to the uh, the clock puzzle while you're Ashley. Um, it's a different yeah. time. <laughs> and uh, the the power routing puzzles in the lab areas as well. Uh, the clock puzzle is, actually, puzzle is actually a funny one because the note that you find tells you the time in either digits or Roman numerals, depending on difficulty. But the higher difficulty time is actually much more easily guessable, as you demonstrated. You, you said you uh, just yeah. I was going to say, you know what's funny? Don't know what, know what you're talking about. I've never found it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You just knew. You just guessed the time the right the first time. Literally and remembered it as if I was speed running. As soon as I played, actually, I came up to that clock and I guessed the correct answer immediately without okay. <laughs> no, no. I mean, not cheating or anything. Well, but, you know, when you see the clock, and I, I think I talked about this in the pod, when you see the clock, you understand that I wasn't really guessing randomly. I was making a guess, but, like, there's two notches on the clock, one at seven and one at five. And so I thought, 
okay, the answer must just be these two aligned together. So I tried <laughs> doing that, putting, you know, the, the hour at seven and the minute at five, but it doesn't actually work that way with like the way the clock works. You can't set it to that. So then mm-hmm. I just started thinking like, okay, it must be one of the, uh, it must be like one of them is pointing at a notch. And so the very first one I guessed was the hour at seven, the minute at 12. And then it was the correct answer. And like, as soon as the door opened, I kind of felt bad. Cause I was like, I don't think I was supposed to do that. And you went and, uh, did the rest of the, I the ignored area it, that yeah. you would have done. Yeah. Yeah. I went and did the whole thing. I, I probably did find the note. I was maybe being a little cheeky, but I don't remember where the notes mm-hmm. at. I just think it's funny that the the time in the harder uh, difficulties is more simple than the time I, in the I was easier comment difficulties. That. We were going on it's just the way the note thing, is yeah. uh, related to you. The first thing I thought of. So yeah, um, yeah. Uh, cool. Other than that, for my like run, I was just I think I was trying like since because I, I did a lot of the run after uh, we did our episode on the game. I think I was just like um, thinking of more things that were cut from the game, but also thinking about how I still just really don't miss those things that much. <laughs> like there's definitely stuff, um, but I just, the game works the way it is. So that apparently they made good decisions, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not really missing fire grenades. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't miss them. Uh, I understand the complaint of like why I cut them at all, but balance is a hard thing. You know what I mean? It is. Yeah. Uh, I don't blame them for simplifying their choices because what what is an incendiary grenade, right? It's just kind of like a frag grenade, but I guess better because it lasts longer. Yeah, it's like an area denial slash area of effect grenade. Uh, and fire doesn't even seem to be that damaging to the enemies in general in this game. So it's like there, there's enough fi- uh, fire barrels and fire uh, lamps hanging above people that you can you use fire effectively it. in most areas without grenades. And plus, you get also factor in, you know, the inventory management. They added in um, yes. crafting resources and such. Um, I'm sure it would have been all that much more annoying. Not that it was bad, but like would have been more annoying if they have another another type of grenade you wanted to carry around at all times, mm-hmm. just in case. So yeah, my next run will be my uh, my speedy run, and I'm, I'm going to also finish up like the, the Salazar statue collectibles and um, try a bunch of skips, so mm-hmm. it'll be fun. Cool. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about as pertaining to Resident Evil 4? No, I mean... it's uh, your round table? Not really. Um, okay. I was kind of curious where everybody was at. I, I've kind of fallen off of it for now. Um, <clears throat> other game wise, oh, um, oh, go ahead. So, I'm so sorry. Uh, just while we're still on the subject of RE4, yeah, has anyone tried Mercenaries yet? I've played it. No, not a yet. A couple times, but I've okay. put maybe 15, 20 minutes into it. I've gotten a couple S's, but uh, nice. I I have not tried it yet either, Greg. It's but, a different kind uh, of fun, but it's it's fun. Very arcadey. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that they allowed the mercenaries to be as arcadey and silly as it is. Um, yes. 
Yeah, as a kid, I I, I don't think I ever really like uh, spent nearly as much time in it as the main game, which I'm sure that's the opposite for a lot of people out there who put copious time uh, into right the mercenaries. Um, but it is fun from the times I've played. It is fun, so I'm, I have not yet checked it out, but I'm looking forward to yeah seeing if it's uh as you as you're saying it appears to be intact so that's good the different characters are fun to fuck around with leon yeah, actually ends up being playstyle for for my taste leon actually ends up being my least favorite to play because i want to play as the other characters with special i mean we not has his own special abilities but like you know the other characters that i right. haven't gotten a chance to fuck around with uh other game wise i bought a tabletop RPG, Soth. Um, Soth. It's like a little indie RPG about players summoning a dark god. Um, I'm going to be running it this week. I'm excited to see how it goes. Seems like a pretty lightweight type thing that maybe when you get good at running it and you have one or two people who've played before, you could probably play in just a couple hours, like at a party or something like oh, that. Oh, okay. Um, but we'll see. I might be underestimating it a little bit kind of depends on the group and what you do but um yeah i'm gonna call the, my the next week cool. on that because that was pretty cheap i bought it for like 10 bucks no well, that's good it's a good deal i'm looking forward to it you're you're playing john oh yes i will be pal <laughs> yes i will be indeed our group includes john eric and alex and a few folks you you don't you guys don't know Nice. Actually, why don't I know them? You know, why, you know, why do you, you think know, you're allowed to bring new people around? You know, why have you not actually, introduced us? Know. You know everybody. Yeah, you didn't mention new in the game. Okay, but uh, we'll talk about it off pod. Sure. Um. Okay. Finally, the last thing I won't take very long on this. I watched Banshees of Inisherin. Ah uh, yes. Um. I liked Banshees quite a lot. I. I think you guys talked about it on a previous pod um, and said most of the same things that I would say. Um, I thought that it was just a nice, simple story that had the right amount of comedy to me. Um, and I was talking to Vito about this. Shamey's not here, but it kind of felt like the story could have a lot going for it uh, thematically. Like there's a lot of different things you can map on the general thing of what's going on. You know what I mean? I Almost you. like a yeah. tragedy of sorts. Um, like a Shakespearean tragedy, I mean. But not quite as like obvious, I think, with its message. I think it's completely plausible to interpret this as just a simple movie about two friends who are going through some stuff. Um Yeah, I think it's a good point. It's 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 kind of play like. Um and it was written as a it's play. One- oh, okay. Yeah. I, that's maybe that was lodged Absolutely in the back no. of my brain. You're, you're, that's why I said that. Yeah, you're on the right track. Okay. Um, and yeah, the way it's depicted, I think you have a good point that like there's a lot you could uh, draw out of it based on who you are, right? Uh, and what you're interpreting, what you're relating to. Um, and on the surface, it's a it's a simple story uh, with simple elements, but there's a lot to like. Um, think about if you choose to. <laughs> what a lot, what a real shit going on. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I kind of compared the movie <laughs> to Napoleon Dynamite. I think that's 
What an interesting comparison. Spot, you know? <laughs> I, I guess I do want to dip into like very minor spoilers, but we can spoil tag if we want. Um, okay. Specifically on that, you know, the scenes where we saw the war happening on the mainland. You know what I mean? That they just in like explosions. Yeah, I yeah. don't know enough about the Irish Civil War. There's something about those scenes that like really gave a sense of I don't know gravity to the story, like that there is real shit going on, and you can maybe map the war, the characters' attitudes towards it. You know, mm-hmm. you can map that to a lot of places. That that kind of spoke to me as far as imagery that has sat with me after a week and a half or so. Yeah, so like, like, like John, I don't know enough about it. To I don't either. Start mapping, and um, but I think you're probably right. I think someone who would know more would be able to, uh, connect dots there. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. Banshee's good. Resident Evil Four yes, still yes. good. Soft. Yes. Probably will be good. Yes. Moving good. right along. The Flash. Hey. Other than Resident Evil 4, what have you been up to the last couple of you, uh, seven days? I guess. Seven day yeah. periods. Yeah. <laughs> um, haven't been gaming much. Uh, saw a couple of new movies in the past week, like theater stuff. Okay. Um, past, past few weeks, I should say. Uh, I saw John Wick 4. Which heard her was sick. Yeah, so it wasn't my idea to see it, but because I've been sort of um cool on the series since the second one. I'm sort of like not that enthused. Three. I have seen all of them, yeah. Um but I saw it and I was pleasantly surprised, actually. Uh it is cool. Uh it's probably my favorite next to the first, actually. Lots Lots of shooting and killing, of course. That's what the John Wick series is about. Uh, and that stuff I find pretty uh, pretty mindless, a bit a bit tedious on this scale. Um, but the action is so well choreographed and well paced that uh, watching it is like eating popcorn. You know, you just it just keeps you going, um, keeps keeps you noshing. So. Uh, there are some particular sequences that are especially good too. Um, there's one part that uh, combines a cool like camera vantage point with uh, a a particular cool weapon that John is using, and uh, just lets loose in a single take. I think that's like the standout sequence from the film. But there's other stuff that is like just really good set pieces. Um. Um. Very, very solid stuff. So, in general, uh, the action, the production value, and uh, the cinematography is some of the best you can get these days uh, in, like, this genre or similar genres. And the soundtrack was great, too. So, I was surprised how much I, how much I enjoyed that one. Um, I cool. Think, yeah. Yeah. And then um, I also saw uh, Dungeons and Dragons 
Honor Among Thieves. Oh, it's a busy little movie goer. That was kinda, a busy little movie A little movie guy. Do I, wait, hang on. Do I want to see this one? Yes, actually, you do. It's actually a good movie. Uh, nice. It's a fun my, my, movie. I'm hoping to, uh, next weekend or two, I'm hoping to take my nephew to go see it. He, he's Absolutely. never played D&D, but I'm like, you're going to like it. Come Wrong. On. Gonna go see the Super Mario Brothers movie. God, I probably will. You're right. That <laughs> is 100 percent what's gonna happen. Is that Wahoo. we're gonna? Yahoo. You know what's Let's gonna happen? Only oh, you guys a little bit into my life. Love my nephew, by the way. But yes. he's gonna he's gonna be with my he's gonna be with my grandma or with his grandma, my mom. And I'm gonna tell my mom I want to take him to see D and D. And you know that's gonna be the plan. Then the night before, she's gonna text me. Caden really wants to go see Mario, and that's what we're gonna do. <laughs> bing bing sorry mom. mom you know my niece is a little stupid right or oh, whatever I, i'm just gonna tell her that uh i will buy them tickets to mario while i see D. D. you like you mario i well you know what the thing is uh you, you never know what to believe see that it's getting bad critical reviews right see people saying that it's not bad Oh, yeah. But, like, sometimes yeah. they just say that because critical reviews. You know, some people like to be contrary, and so I don't know. You go see it, you're gonna anyway. You're talking and about you the Super Mario us. Brothers movie, right? I, I kind of yeah. have to, right? Yes. I mean, you know, <laughs> we just finished a D&D game. You know, what better way to, to end our canon than by going to see Chris Pines play a rogue? <laughs> right, well, it's not just Chris Pines. You know, you got um, Carly Day's Luigi... I got Chris Pratt. Key as Toad. I got I got Chris problems is what I got. Keegan Michael um, Key as Toad. Is that a real thing? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's pretty real. funny. Uh, forgive me, I do not know the lady who's playing Speed. Anya Taylor Joy. There you oh, go. Furiosa's yeah. playing Peach. Got, damn, you got everybody <laughs> in the fucking Furiosa. <laughs> not not quite, but. Wait, wait, Furiosa wasn't on you, Taylor Joy? Who am I thinking of? No, sorry. I thought you were making a deep cut joke that she is supposed to be playing Furiosa in the standalone Furiosa movie coming sometime in the future. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So you were correct, just in yep. a funny way. I got you. Well, that's, yes. that's the best way to be correct. Yes. Humorously correct. Um, but yeah, Dungeons and Dragons. It's uh, it's the kind of fun movie that we honestly get so rarely these days. I think if you took your nephew to see it, it would be one of those movies from childhood that you don't appreciate how good it actually is and like how standout it is for the type of movie it is until later in life. You're like, I didn't really, I took it for granted. You know, it's like Pin actually fun in everything it does. It. <laughs> and you and you've never even played D anD. d no, I mean I I admire D and D. Of course, but I've yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, played. I don't mean to paint you as a plebeian, but like, you know, Dude. you do. Um, did, they did totally did before, got right? How got how fucking uh, how meta teams? is it? Like, do the characters level up and stuff? No, no. Okay. It, it that's the thing. It's like it's actually well, um, executed, well, well reasoned through. It's, it's just like, a good story. It's like people actually realms. thought about it. Yeah, exactly. Um. It doesn't go meta. It doesn't try to be cheeky, tongue-in-cheek. It just plays it the way you'd want it to play it. Um, 
like it has some genre typical beats, but even that is sort of like uh, uh, welcome, sort of refreshing. Uh, especially refreshing is how genuine the movie is. Uh, it's like just like a breath of fresh air to not have the characters constantly Ironically be ironic, constantly be snarky. Yeah, uh, they're not. They don't. They're not insulting each other or like quippy towards one another. Um, but it still has a good amount of humor. And I, uh, I just thought it was crazy how rare that is to see nowadays. I was kind of sold on early on. Uh, well, not early on. A few months ago, there was a trailer released. I, I don't typically watch trailers, so I just kind of had to see. I wanted to see if it was going to be bad or not. Um, hmm. And it was a scene where a character has three wishes. And oh, or okay. three questions to ask, I think. Yeah, is what it is. that's a good scene in the movie. Yeah, well, the trailer kind of sold me because, like, the way it played, I was like, I could just totally see this happening at the table, like, during a game. Oh, yes. And that is that is key. Um, it's a D&D ass D&D movie uh, where it has all of the aspects of a campaign that you would want. Um it's got the the you know the well-rounded party, the well-realized party, um, the monsters, the enemies, the characters, uh, bantering, that a good scene? and um, honestly, I don't remember, but it has that vibe. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yes, there's one that's sort of like what, whatever. Um, there's stuff like that. Uh, the characters will enact interesting ideas that the dm is the the invisible dm in the sky is clearly just rolling with for their universe um and uh different like adventure locations and obstacles that they have to encounter it's like a fully realized module that they're playing um which actually makes me excited at the idea that there could be sequels to this right as long as they maintain the quality and that the balance i was talking about um because yeah you could just keep uh making D&D adventures yeah exactly you could just keep uh having more sessions in these characters uh lives would you want to um, see new characters like a new party or would you sure just i would i would watch the same characters in a new adventure i would watch new characters in a different adventure um that would be a fun way to do a movie series where like the only meta thing about it is that the actors stay the same and it's almost like <laughs> different games of those same people playing. You know what I mean? But they're that playing is different a funny classes idea, and that yeah. kind of thing. They're playing different characters each movie. Yeah. I want to see Chris Pine play uh, the guy going through his edge ward phase. <laughs> like he's a, he's a uh, swordsman of some sort. Yeah. Like yeah, he's a, a Ronin type. Exactly. <laughs> dark star um but yeah you can watch this entire movie as if it's a player group playing this campaign and it totally works and what complements it is it has good action too and quite a bit of uh both you know cgi and practical effects and costuming and stuff like that which makes the world actually feel like a magical fantasy setting it do it doesn't feel like a slapdash TV movie, like the one from <laughs> 2000 does. I know that's uh, not fair at all as a comparison. Um, but there's there's actual fucking non-humans in this movie. 
people in costume as non-humans. It's wonderful. And does it, I would say, does it look good or does it look silly? It looks good. It all looks good. Yeah, I highly recommend the movie, actually. It's surprisingly balanced. <laughs> D&D oh, Honor Among Thieves. That's all I yeah, got. I planning on seeing a movie this weekend. I don't know what yet. But, uh, now I got some choices. You got some choices. Mm. Certainly do. That's all you got, Flash? Sorry, is that what you said? Yeah. Two, right. uh, two good movies. One that I highly recommend. Cool. Greg, we're rounding about round around to you. Round Hello. Around. Hi. Well, I only really been doing one other thing than playing Resident Evil. <clears throat> uh, I bought do. a fun video game. Uh, it's called Satisfactory. <laughs> it is a uh, it's a first person open world factory building game. It's they dumped me on a planet and they told me to mine it of all its resources and send it back to them. Uh, I bought this I think about two weeks ago and I'm already at a hundred hours in this game. Wow! I've, uh, I I love this. I love this game. It's uh it's very fun and jo- very See, enjoyable. I don't usually peg you as that type of gamer. But it's not like I didn't think you oh, well, would enjoy that. It's just interesting. You gotta, you gotta also remember that in survival games, Greg is the builder. That's I like true. building stuff, yeah. That and this true. is just—it's really been me building factories, uh, getting all the materials I need, and then unlocking new stuff, and then me tearing down my entire factory to put the new stuff in. And I'm like, oh man, this is great. I love this. You like the cycle. Like I loop. like the cycle. It's very fun. <clears throat> um, trying to think of other things I could say about it that you know besides it's fun. Uh I don't know. I for a man who has a hundred hours in the game, I learn new things every day about it. Uh, I spent about eighty hours playing the game, and I played in like the starting area, and I didn't realize that the map was actually super humongous. So that oh, was yeah, a, he showed uh, us that picture, and that was funny. Yeah, it was a very uh, that was a very crazy shock to the system to me. I did get oil the other day, which was awesome. Uh, so I'm now able to make rubber, and uh, I have to travel like 20 minutes to go and get it every time I want to uh, go out and grab something. So that's the way it works. There's like a tech tree of sorts. Uh, yeah, there's there's a tech tree. Um. You have uh, like a bunch of milestones you have to complete to uh, you have to mine certain materials to unlock certain milestones to be able to do certain things. Um, And then the resources you're looking for are in different sections of the map. Like uh, the closest oil to me was about uh, like I think a thousand meters away. And it took me like 10 It takes me 10 minutes to go to get there. That's worth it. Oh, it is. It's worth it. Um, your ultimate end goal is like to, to kill the satisfied. planet. Uh, not really. Uh, my end goal, or my goal right now, is to work on this space elevator they have me building, and it's mm. just really dump, uh, making supplies and then dumping them in there. Uh, there's a lot of math I feel like they're involved in this game to make your yourself like more efficient and whatnot, but uh. I don't do any of that shit. I just build fancy factories and let them let them ride and blow my blow my power, and then I just add more power. 
Is there any civilization building game where the end goal is not space and is instead like some alternate, like like building rapture under the ocean sure, or something like that? Oh, uh, not that I can think of, really. Seems like we just assume that space is the place, as uh, Tom from Toonami would say. Yeah, space is cool, even though, you know, we got like the ocean and whatnot. But whatever, yeah. who am What's I to down judge? There? What's down there? What is down there? Oh, that's really all I got to say about Satisfactory. I have, a, I know I have a lot of time on the game, but it's really just fucking boring. Let's just talk about it on a podcast. <laughs> it's just me. It, but it's satisfying but I do to like you. hanging out there. It's satisfying to me just building little factories. Oh, and other than that, I guess. Uh, a few of us have been playing. John, one of them. EDF4. We've been playing a little bit of that. EDF! EDF, the, one of my favorite games. Uh, got Alex and Kurt and Knoxville to play it. So we've been playing that on the uh, one of the harder difficulties. Smashing bugs. Uh, I didn't realize John, that... Any, um, any comments? Everyone uh, has like a different... Uh like specialty thing. I, when I was watching playing before, I never, I hadn't really watched that much of the game before. I didn't realize that everyone could like pick their own class? special weapon or something. Yeah. Class. Yeah. There's uh there's four, class, classes. four classes. Yeah. And they each have yeah different, like kind of things they can do. Um, no, I'm having fun. I don't think, I mean, obviously it's 4.1, so it is the previous iteration, but I, I don't like it as much as five. I think I like the enemies better in five. I definitely liked the ranger class better in five. I'm yeah. still having fun. I mean, it's still it's just a, a lot kind of, of mindless uh, game where you just things. shoot giant fucking bugs. Get them out of here. Uh, that's cool. What was the reason we'll that you guys go went to back EDF to four? Well, we beat. Uh, five. It was like it was it was three bucks on Steam. That's why I was like, oh, I'll well, just everybody should buy this. Gotcha. I would play EDF five. We should play that on the harder difficulties. Get like new enemies and shit. But we first got to finish this and uh, kill whatever's leading this alien invasion. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. <clears throat> all uh, right. Dude, really, that's all I got to say. I ain't really got much to talk, say, hey, talk about. It's all right. All right. Not, not have much to talk about. It's totally fine. I forgot. After our last... um. Not that this matters much. After our last episode, like regular episode, we played um, some of Worms WMD together. Um, not there's not much to say about that, but we did play that. We did have fun. We should play that again. Um, do yeah, a little, do a little Worms action every. I would do some Worms. Too. I like that. I like Worms. It was a good time. Yeah. It's for all you out there. It's Worms again. <laughs> it is Worms, but it's always fun. Feels good, Worms. Yes, feels good, Worms. John, I believe you're last on my list of people to harass. For now. Get him. Oh, what have I been doing? Uh, I guess we'll do a little a recap. I think the last time I talked about it, I had just kind of scratched the surface of the game. And now I have 33 hours. I'm talking about Marvel's Midnight Sun. 
I think I've grown numb to the the dating sim part, or it doesn't even affect me. It's just a mini game to get past. Yeah, it's just a mini game, and it's not even that because, you know, when you're making your character, you have like a like a white and dark bar, um, and depending on you know your your answers to like the questions in the the dating sim part of the game, you get dark points, you get light points. You know, and if you get so many of light points, you start to get uh, different cards that you can play. And there's some for staying neutral, and there's some for dark. But I'm just going all the way for the light, so I don't even read the fucking... I don't even read what they're saying anymore. I just... Because, you know, it'll, it'll give you the response, and then it'll tell you, like, just give you a light point, just give you nothing, just give you a dark point, and I just click on the light point. Do dark and light points also affect which characters like you? Yeah, yeah, it does actually, because yeah, I've noticed a lot. There's some characters like um, the the I don't I don't really know who the Midnight Suns are, but in this game, the the Midnight Suns, like the young like Blade and Nico Robin and Magic, these these young kids and the the new Ghost Rider, they're the Midnight Suns. Um, yeah, most of them, when you choose like the light stuff, they they just get annoyed. Isn't Nico Robin? The One Piece. No, I'm not. I'm not because it's not that the dark is like you're like oh, I need to kill. You're just like a little edgier, a little bit more aggressive. Right. You're kind of um, like like in the like in all the Star Wars games that have uh, light and dark side. Dark side is just like being a dick. It's not being evil. It's just <laughs> you're still saving the universe, the galaxy, but you're just doing it dickishly. Yeah, and even like less so than that. Like even even like less of a dick and just okay. like a dis- just disagreeable. Yeah, similar um, to like Mass Effect or something. Yeah, 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 exactly. No matter what, you're always going to be a hero. Um, yes. And then on the other side, uh, the card game part has as I've gotten more characters, has opened up much more, and it's more enjoyable. Um, it's just a strange, strange game. I think I have... I don't know how many acts there are, but I believe I finished two. Um, and it seems like an act is kind of like... Or a chapter is kind of closed once you... The, the, the crux of the game is that um, Lilith... I don't know much about her. She's a demon queen, though. She's enacting this, this, uh, this dark plan, and she's basically kidnapped... Not kidnapped, but, you know, brainwashed a bunch of villains and some heroes on her side. And whenever you like free a villain or hero from that brainwash, which is usually like a bigger mission, um, like like a chapter. So far, I freed Venom, and I just freed the the Scarlet Witch. Um, no like Scarlet Bitch. What's wrong? I think Sabretooth and the Hulk are still brainwashed. Well, he's Bruce Banner right now, but he's gotten turned into the Hulk. You know it. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I gotta go for Sabretooth. Gotta go for Bruce Banner. I remember that from the trailer. Hulk popping out of a portal or some shit. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So far, I, I've unlocked up uh, a decent amount of characters. I think there's like sixteen total, which surprised me. I didn't think there was gonna be. I thought there's gonna be like the maybe like six that you started with. But I have also found, and it's probably just bias. I don't know. I found that there are a certain two or three characters that I'm just like, why am I gonna pick any other ones? You guys are just the best. Uh, uh the ringers. That being Spider Man. Um. Kind of by extension, uh, you know, I, I, I did break down because I was having such a fun time. I bought the season pass. Oh, no. I got Venom. 
Oh, I did. Okay. I'm telling you, the the card game part is 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 really fun. It's I, enough to keep you engaged. Like card games and like um, you know, kind of turn based strategy games. It's it's great, and it's it's as difficult as you want it to be. You know, you can start at normal, and you probably won't have a problem. You can combo like some pretty cool stuff, you know, from beginning to end. But they have different you know difficulties. You can bump it up, and they become quite challenging. Uh. Yeah, but so I they just like I'm, because Spider-Man is a popular character, they just made him like extra. That's what good. I don't know. I don't know if I'm biased because I, you know, he is my favorite. Even you know before all this stuff, he's as a kid, he was my favorite. So I don't know if I'm just like giving him leeway, and I've just played him more, and he's better because of that. But I don't think that's it. I think he is just a better character. He can just take out, you know, every not every character, but you know, there's kind of like different um, classes. I guess they're not like printed out there but you can see when you're playing or different archetypes basically and he's an archetype that can hit many characters um but maybe not super hard like most of the time how the enemies come out is that there are like the fodder which no matter what you hit them once and they're dead doesn't matter what you hit them with and then there's like soldiers and there's like lieutenants or whatever and it goes up from there Mm -hmm. um the majority of the battlefield is cluttered with those little fodder guys, you know. When you have Spider-Man, you can take up to like four of them out, which is one card. Uh, and it's just like, wow, that's much better than like, say, Blade, who could take out like two of them with one card. Although I do still like to use Blade, just because he's my boy. Yeah, and you're in love uh, And then Venom, by extension, just well, being DLC, you know, he's probably just going to be better. He's just like a harder-hitting Spider-Man. Um, Makes sense. So he's also really good. It is still I funny that like the characters I like, but well, th- I mean, that they, they they do force you to use some other ones. So sometimes missions will be like, hey, you know, every mission you go on, except for some, you know, like special ones, uh, you bring three characters. Um, but usually, if you're doing a mission like a story mission or a side mission, it'll be tied to a character, so you'll have to bring one. Sometimes you're just forced, like, oh, I got to have Iron Man with me, and then you got to pick your two other characters. Do you find that uh, so that's even somewhat it. rewarding in that you're forced to kind of vary your play style or your yeah no I don't you know, experience it, with them definitely because the other characters are really cool like uh, magic uh, she's an X Men I guess yes is this cool portal uh, powers she's, and that works she's also the- played by Anya Taylor Joy in the New Mutants <laughs> oh you're right you're wait right. Yeah. The, the, she's you mean uh, Furiosa yeah I do mean Furiosa of course the upcoming Furiosa um, she's also uh, Colossus's sister. Yeah, you know, they allude to that, but I don't think they ever say it. I don't know if they just didn't have or I'm not high enough friendship. She's one of the ones she likes dark. When I used to light, she had <laughs> right, right. High. You're not well, friends enough for her to powers. tell you who her brother is. Yeah. And uh, her cards involve like putting different portals around the map and you know, you can use that very creatively because there's, in addition to like playing cards, when you're playing cards, you're building action points. And around the environment, there are different things like dumpsters and you know, cans, and you can use those action points to, uh, you know, like, knock somebody into one or do, like, an attack with them. Um, so, yeah, using her portals and positioning people. Actually, if I... I, I I've never looked up, like, a tier list of characters, but I've been on the higher difficulty. She is actually uh, pretty important to use. That's cool. But on the difficulty I am, I just don't use her. I don't know the X-Men too well or her. Just stick with my Spider-Mans. I know him. He's... Yeah, yeah overall, man, I'm getting... As, as I keep playing... And I think it's just like I said, I'm becoming numb to the, the dating side, and I've learned just to breeze through it so quick. 
liking Midnight Suns more and more. That's good. At the end of the day, what more can you ask for? You know what I'm saying? I do. Uh, Midnight Suns in, better. Right? Uh, and in entertainment news, I watched the, or I'm up to date on the hit show Succession, uh, HBO Max. You're more up to date than I am. I haven't seen season four yet. Pretty good it's, so far. I forget season four, the last season. I believe it is. It is. Oh, sorry. I mean, as in like intended to be the final. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I believe so. Um, Great, great three episodes so far. I won't say any more because I don't want to ruin it for, for Andy, but pretty darn good. Cool. Uh, and other entertainment news. Uh, I don't really know why I started this, but on a whim, I started Doom Patrol. Oh. Um, way, way better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, I, I thought um... it was... Oh, you did, yeah, you watched this, right, Flash? I can't remember. You watched I actually, it I started it. it. I watched like maybe the first couple episodes and just, you know, this happens. I wasn't feeling it at the moment, so I stopped, never went back to it. And um, I always intended to like re-catch up with it, but I still have not yet done so. I was digging it a lot. I was expecting something on par with uh, The Umbrella Squad. Which is the show I enjoyed, oh, but like I wouldn't go running around telling people like, "Hey, you got to watch Team Brother Squad." Mm-hmm. But I would tell people to take out, check out Doom Doom Patrol. I thought it was pretty fun. Uh, That's what I've heard. I knew Brendan Fraser was uh, a robot in the show. I didn't know that the robot was like kind of the main character. Good old robot That's cool. man. Um, I mean, they're a team, so they all you know, they all spotlight, but like. He's, he's a little bit the main character. It it reflects how in the comics, um, he became essentially like the mascot of the team. In that you could always expect Robot Man to be on any variation, Very any given variation of the team. Uh, no matter who else was there, what other weird nothing character was on the team, you would at least know that Robot Man could be on the t- good old reliable Robot Man would be on the team. All right, right. Well, I don't know exactly when they show up, so it might be spoilers. Another character shows up. Do you want to me to not mention him? Oh, I don't really care about like uh, character being right. there. Spoilers, I, and they might even have showed up already. I, I don't know. Uh, I was surprised because, like I said, I kind of wanted like it was just like a, I was rolling through, and I was like, I think Zach told me a show. Let's do it on. Oh, yeah, Cyborg in there. Oh yes, I did know uh, about that. And I don't think he looks awful. I mean, he looks he looks fine. I don't know. I don't know what I expected, but he doesn't look awful. Better um, or worse than the Snyder Justice League version? Well, worse because I mean <laughs> they have Justice League money in this TV show. Okay, uh, it's still it looks, art style. It looks believable. Good. Like I'm not like, oh, that's easy. Uh, yeah, I like I, the characters. I like the the whole plot that's going on. The whole Mister Nobody thing uh, seems pretty cool. Oh yeah, like the villain for the the series, or like the overarching. He's like, I, he's it's crazy. He's like the narrator too. He's got some sort of omniscient powers, sort of. He's right. kind of like fucking with them throughout the the season. Um, I read most of the runs that were like the most popular Doom Patrol runs. I didn't finish all of that, but was so the I show an original character. story, or is it like 
uh very or like you know a take on one of those runs i think it's like mostly adapting um the most popular uh run from the the team from like the 80s um but i i think maybe there's just like adaptation stuff that they did to make it more um uh more modern more acceptable or appropriate for like tv pacing and stuff like that and uh modern modern television standards but generally i think they wanted to preserve the weirdness of that run of doom patrol which was probably the most popular doom patrol ever was or will be in the comics so that's what people like about the team you know right i dig it i think you should give it another chance i uh i will yeah I want to say it was episode six. I think I'm, I I haven't finished season. I think I'm pretty close because I'm on like episode like twelve or thirteen. That's usually how long these things can last. But I think it was episode six. I like it quite a bit. That's good. I do still think it's weird that Cyborg is on the team at all, because just by the fact that you know he's from the Teen Titans with Beast Boy. And Beast Boy is the one who was actually on the Doom Patrol in the comics. So it's like they made this linkage and made it Cyborg instead, which is interesting. And I I want to see them justify that choice. Not that they have to. Uh, If I had to guess, it's just for budget reasons. They didn't want to have to, you know, animate a man. Animal changing person. Gotcha. To be fair, I mean, they do... Not, not that anything crazy, but they do do a fair amount of like uh, makeup work. Because you know, one of the I don't mean I, I don't know if she's naming the comics or the show, but one of the characters uh, they call her Jane. She's a lady who has sixty four different personalities. Yes, and yeah, each of them has a different superpower, but they each have a different look too. And they do not th- well. They kind of go out one episode where they go in her underground, and they you actually get to see like how all the different characters actually look. Mm-hmm. That, I thought that was pretty impressive. Like Cyborg, they have some special effects for him that don't look terrible. But yeah, I think that a Beast Boy would be too much. Probably. Not for the show, just for the yeah, for their budget. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I did see that thing too. I, I kind of going in this completely, you know, I know nothing about the show or them. So stuff like that wouldn't even, I didn't even think about that. I was just like, oh, it's, it's kind of weird Cyborg's here. He's like, Weird. Cyborg seems like he fits wherever the story wants him to. Like, hey, <laughs> the Justice League need a robot guy? Cyborg's moving on up. Hey, he has to work with a bunch of kids? Cyborg's on the Teen Titans. That's pretty much accurate. <laughs> pretty much. Hey, I, I didn't think you went to this school, Cyborg. All right. <laughs> hey, uh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, but anyway, yeah, well, uh, overall enjoying it. I, I, I recommend it so far. I'll let you guys know what I think of the season when it finished. And there's more seasons, right? There's like at least a season two. Yeah, um, three or four. Oh wow, okay. Yeah. I forget how. All right, John's gonna eat then. He's gonna be all right. Eat your fill. Very good. Uh, I think that's about it for me. In fact, I all think right. I think what's happening is like. If I'm not mistaken, I'm not confusing this for another show. Half of season four has aired, and the other half has yet to air. Unless I'm confusing it for a different show. I think that's what's happening currently. Well, uh, I think it's a little early for one, but I think it's time to take a break. 
sure. we might have a breezy podcast tonight. Hey, we you know we we just gave you two and a half hours on Resident Evil Four last week. Give us a break, please, please. We'll be back in just a moment after a break and get into the news. Some big happenings in the last week or so of gaming. Don't worry, I'll put fireworks noises. Thank you. And fireflies noises. <laughs> you wouldn't believe your eyes. Gonna kill 10,000 bugs. The audience <laughs> has no context <laughs> I didn't even think for us that. referencing uh, fireflies by That's the right. owl room. Uh, they wouldn't get it. Wait, what's his name? It's not the owl room. The uh, I don't know, what's dude. the guy's Owl City handle? Owl City, Owl City. Cause I get a thousand hugs from ten thousand lightning bugs. Oh, is that what it says? I thought it was always. Is they trying to teach me how to dance? That's the second part of the song. I like how in Closer Flies, Neil Cisriga's version. Mm-hmm. There's like little tap dancing noises when oh, <laughs> he uh, yeah. sings. It's great. I think that's one of his most effortful mixes. That song, yeah, and it shows. It's really good. I don't know what the term is, but I like the. Uh, I mean, I think the most obvious touch is the electrical distortion put on the some of the lyrics. Oh yeah. Welcome back, everybody, and welcome. To the news. Hey, thank Thanks. you, dude. News, 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 news. John, you can go ahead and sit down for a minute because we got a little bit of Resident Evil 4 to discuss. We got the good and the neutral, I guess. You just hear a door close, slam shut <laughs> in the background. Uh, we alluded to it earlier, but the RE4 remake got a mercenaries mode. Uh, it shipped with playable Leon, Lewis, Krauser, and hunk not included oh. as fans noted pretty quickly was ada who was in the original mercenaries however ada and wesker's files have been data mined so they're oh, all okay. certainly coming in an inevitable um separate ways dlc that makes sense for the modern era i, I even saw there was a mod that allows you to play as leon but with ada's data mind animations and stuff so like you do like okay. attacks the way she would it, then it doesn't look uh janky i'm sure it does okay but i'm just saying that 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 is the extent to which it has been data mined. currently possible gotcha right uh it's cool we talked about it earlier yeah I, I like it um you guys care about mercenary mode not really like it would have been weird if they didn't do it just because it was in the original, you know, why and not just read the whole thing? And it was popular, but I've never been one for mercenaries mode. My favorite was RE5, I guess, just because it was co-op. But like, um, it's just a fun little side thing to do. It's, it's a fun little side thing to do, you know. It's arcadey shooter, and that has its own kind of fun. But it's not the kind of fun that I can like lose hours in, like I can in like you know the, the campaign, right? Some people are totally different, though. Oh, for sure. On the other hand, they also added microtransactions. 
in the form of exclusive upgrade tickets that allow you to upgrade your weapons. Now this, I am very neutral about. Like if they had to do some kind of predatory monetization thing, this one is fine with me because the game, it's not that hard to like get the item you need to upgrade normally. This just lets you get it without playing the game at all, basically. Which, whatever. Mm -hmm. I guess it's your decision to make. It's a single player game. Yeah, you're essentially paying for what would have in 2005 been like a cheat code. Right. <laughs> Which is lame. Don't get me wrong, but like I'm not that bothered by this. Yeah, I I feel the same way, honestly. All right, John, welcome back. Um, oh, hey guys. We're done with Resident Evil 4, but we're on to your next favorite thing. Netflix's Scott Pilgrim the Anime, where we unite the film class, film cast, and be animated by Science, S-A-R-U, Saru? I don't know how you're supposed to... I don't either, Science Saru. Yeah. Uh, wow. I, I don't have a special history of Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, you don't. Remember that. I've uh, never seen it either, or whatever the hell. <laughs> I think it's kind of funny Michael Sarah's coming back to play Scott Pilgrim 10 years later. Yeah. I uh, I read, first of all, by the way, Science Saru is behind like Space Dandy, Devilman Crybaby, uh, Keep Your Hands Off Isaacin, um, which are all. I know what that is. That was things. pretty good. Yeah. Um, so it's at like a legitimate good anime studio. Um, but yeah, I back in the day I read the Scott Program comics by Brian Lee O'Malley and um saw the movie when it came out and I I really enjoyed it. I always had a soft spot or a warm place in my heart for the uh the Edgar Wright Scott Program movie. Um so but it's interesting that it's going to be the film cast because it wasn't necessarily the cast from the film that like pulled off why that movie is special to some people. Like for instance, like you said, Michael Sarah is coming back to play Scott Pilgrim. I don't think his portrayal of Scott Pilgrim was ever very like uh, warmly regarded in the fandom of this property. Um, I think it was more like the, uh, the aesthetic and the style of the movie yes the comic book thing that is accurate yeah um and um it's not like you know not to disparage his portrayal i think it fit the t the tone of the film that was made it's just like he wasn't important to the scott character he wasn't playing a comic accurate scott um so it's 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 neither good nor bad it's just like it's fun on a sort of meta level that they're bringing everyone back from the film to, to play the characters again. And I'm sure in this version, cause it's an animated show, um, they will be able to, uh, decompress the storyline that was compressed for the film and portray more of the, uh, the comic stuff, uh, over the course of it. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Right on. They're probably well animated. Cool. Probably. E3 was canceled. Officially. How are we going to do, you know? Everyone pulled out. Yeah, I mean, this has been a very slow roll to a cancel, 
almost a whimper more than anything, just because people have been pulling out uh, January um, around about. I think we heard that Xbox, PlayStation, Ubisoft were all pulling out. Um, I think the last time we mentioned it, we were like, or I was like, Ubisoft is hanging in there, guys. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but no. So, you know, you don't have a show. What are they going to do? They're going to cancel. I don't think it's coming back. That it, seems to be the common consensus, and I do agree. I mean, no, we're streaming now. It just doesn't make sense to, right? Right. I mean, you got, we got KeeleyCon. Yeah, KeeleyCon. But, I mean, even all the, the companies, whatever, like you said, like a Nintendo Direct, they can just pop that up, you know, film it whenever they wanted to, and then just send it to, you know, to Back when watch. gaming was somewhat a niche hobby, and you didn't have the internet as readily, as easily accessible, and media wasn't centralized like it was um, back in the 90s, you know. Um, E3 was necessary to give all the news agencies a reason to focus on video games for a week. And that would be the time that everybody could do all their marketing. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, for sure. And you even heard over the last 10 years how, like, as E3 went public, it became less and less of a thing that you would actually want to go to. You know what I mean? Like, right. because you're not going to be able to spend much time playing the games. There's going to be so many people. You're going to be crowded. You know what I mean? Um, then, yeah, the streaming thing. Of course. Everyone can just do their own individual little pre-recorded uh, specials. Conferences. Yeah. And they'll probably all and- still come out around the same time just because of the hypes, you know, centralization. But mm-hmm. And there are other events that fill niches around like they they basically pieced out the the niche that e3 filled into like pax fulfills the um the player side of a conference and like gdc is still around that fulfills the right game developer side of conferences so Uh, you you know e3 doesn't really have a place yeah and i just thought of this as well like demos like Content delivery to user platforms is a totally different beast than it was even 10 years ago. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. You There's a little part of me that. that's like sad to see it go in the sense that, like, I have fond memories of always gathering around a screen with a bunch of you guys watching E3 and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. But it's like just a nostalgic kind of sadness because we're still going to have that experience with the Keeley Fest and all the announcements and shows that are going to be around that time. I think Xbox announced for like June 11th. Um, I'm sure Keeley yes. Fest is going to be somewhere around there as well. Yeah, there's still plenty of stuff for us to uh, laugh at. <laughs> By the way, that, that Xbox thing, I think it's going to be 90 minutes long with 30 minutes of that being Starfield. Dude, why are they doing so much for Starfield? If Starfield didn't do well, Microsoft is going to, a company, is going to form into the shape of a person and kill themselves. I think that, like, they got to be terrified of the the mid-reactionals getting, like, they must have, I don't know, they're going to be doing some major pimping out. I don't know what they could show. Like, I'm going to play that game just because it's... Less showing in this showing. I want to play that game just because, like, probably gonna have game pass and it's gonna be free for me i mean i'm gonna play it no yeah. doubt you know like just just fucking 
What are you? I don't know what. Like, how many times has it been delayed? It's been delayed like at least three. Am I crazy? Uh, yeah, I'd say about <laughs> but that's, three. But that's just got a lot of writing on this. If they fail at this, then they truly will just be an Elder Scrolls factory for the rest of their existence. I bet. I think mm-hmm. you're right, dude. I was gonna say the one thing that is lost um, in the loss of E3 is sort of the the living aspect of conferences and events because now there's no space in which uh you really need to have live shows at all everything right. is just pre-recorded so you lose that sort of like uh, off the cuff um edge of your seat feeling that you might have gotten in in all the e3s past e3s of your um, you know, i could go on about no this, more snafus this is just And that is unfortunate on a real level. And this is happening all over the world as technology is becoming more accessible and more streamy. Um, It's called the loss of like the third home where your first home is your is your house where you live and your second home is your work. Your third home is where your community is at. And just in general, E3 is just another sign of for better or worse, the strange future we're heading towards is um, more and more of those spaces becoming online interactable spaces and not physical go meet somebody in chat kind of places. You know yeah, I mean? that's true. I guess the Game Awards is still live, right? Because they had that thing with the kid yeah, at the but end it's of like the last a, one. It's a ceremony, you know what I mean? You're not really yes. socializing at that. It's like the Oscars. <laughs> it's yeah. just, you know, yeah. an award show. And and why would... I mean, there's just too many fucking gamers. How do you have a singular gaming conference? You know what I mean? Maybe mm-hmm. the future... Maybe at some point we see Microsoft do something crazy like having an Xbox conference. You know what I mean? That would be kind of wild. Like in person? kind of Yeah, thing? like a real conference. But... You just don't. I'm going on too long over this, but there's, you know, that, that's like a fun idea. But there's, what incentive is there to do that? You know what I mean? What incentive, right? No, Greg, you want to take this next one? Uh, yeah, sure. I I guess, but I mean, speaking of delays and horrible things, Arc Two. The greatest game two, that's ever going to come out has been delayed to 2024. Uh, this is all, you know, for their they're closing down their Arc 1 and they're re-releasing it as uh, Arc whatever the fuck, Celestial Edition, Survival Ascended Edition, I'm sorry. Uh, they're just going to re-release the game for $60 uh, without any of the DLC. The DLC will come later. Uh, you're gonna buy it again, and you're gonna wait a couple more years. Well, I think a few of the DLC come out, right? Isn't it? Uh, like, I think uh, Scorched the, the first Earth comes one? out. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Desert DLCs comes out with it. Uh, they'll come out like they'll come included with the game, the new version, but they don't come out right away because they're not done working just, on them or whatever. It's just very strange, Mark. So you know, it, it, at first they bundled this in and it was basically if you buy arc 2 you'll get whatever greg just said for free um 
Well, they've also said that ARC 2 is going to be, first of all, they've shown no gameplay, no anything. So they're asking you to buy something that, you know, there's no proof behind. Uh, but they've also gone on record saying that ARC 2 is going to be uh, like Souls-like combat. It's going to be fucking, uh, dude, this be strictly be third person and have like parkour. And but have they, like you know, they said, you know, it's not going to be, it. not going to be a similar type of game to to Arc One. So how strange! They're asking people to pre-order a game that not only have nobody seen, but also they've already said is not going to be like the first one. In order for you to and get now, this package, to and, add and, on and, to this, let's not forget these people. They've all while they made Arc, which you know we like Arc, but you know it has issues. They made this other game called Atlas, which, uh, you know, we saw that at E3, uh, and then that failed. You know, that just kind of shit the bed. Uh, but also, Ark was always a mess. Yeah, <laughs> I know Ark you alluded also, to that. I do want to clarify yeah. that Wildcard has since walked back the bundling, uh, and as of the most recent blog, the remastered version of Ark Survival, called Ark Survival Ascended, will be sold at $60 and will not include... Uh, arc two, oh. right, right. Yeah, I was gonna finish. What well, it's even worse though because I won't include arc two, and it's more expensive. I believe <laughs> only it only includes one of the DLCs. Includes the first DLC. The other ones you have to buy at twenty dollars a piece. Overall, it, yeah, it is a more expensive deal than the first one. Uh, but I, I suppose you could say more fair because you know what you're buying. In, in that sense, more fair, not not price wise. Yeah, but like uh, it's such a weird walk back because they're saying like we're gonna increase the price of Ark Survival Ascended and you will no longer get Ark Two either. It's like they were going to sell Ark Survival Ascended anyway, but right. they've increased the price while taking away value. And they're yeah, and they're <laughs> saying thank us for listening to you. Well, and technically they did. You know, people don't have to have that smelly Arc Two in their library now. They yeah, just what? waste <laughs> right? all their money on Arc One. Uh, just to uh, you know, for, from earlier the things we were talking about, there they said there was going to be an Arc Two. I went on their thing. Uh, revolutionary cross-platform modding with fully stackable, usable, user-created mods uh, that will go across all platforms uh, for unofficial servers, which is whatever crazy. Uh, best in class third person only gameplay uh, with mechanics like mantling, free climbing, parkour sliding and swinging with souls like melee combat with target lock, blocks, dodges, combos staggers, special attacks emphasizing player skill based action and then you know a bunch of whatever bullshit so So it sounds like still a lot of like interactive sort of first person Uh, stuff but also the other stuff you were mentioning. Uh, like sort of a third concoction. person. Well, Ark's one of like my most played games on Steam, so I feel like I have you know a platform to shit on this. It's but, just like uh, what a shitty value. Like this, I mean, I this game has so many fucking DLCs. If you're gonna do this, like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, we're Re- we're putting it on real five. Release it. Why not include it as one definitive yeah, game dude, of the year package? One big thing. Absolutely. It's insane that they are literally just remonetizing art. It's like the uh 
anti what IO did with Hitman more yeah, recently. <laughs> exactly. It, it literally is. Yeah. IO just keeps mm. making Hitman a more insane deal. <laughs> While this is the opposite of value. It's insane. But you guys are just ignoring the Vin factor. Vin will sell the game. Uh, I haven't heard Vin's word on anything since he showed up in that whatever the fuck. Can we hear from Vin, please? Yeah, get Vin on here. Let me me ask him how R2 is. And you can fucking buy, like John already said, like you can buy all the DLCs if you want, but like they're not even all coming out at launch. Why even release? No, it's just crazy, right? They're going to come out by the end of the middle of the uh, next year, which is fucking nuts. Which is like when Arc Two is like supposed, supposed to, to come be out. out. Yeah. So what? what but I guess f- if you don't care about Arc Two, if you don't like that gameplay, it's fine. You just stay on Arc One, maybe. I don't know. There's no. I'm revolution. worried about future Arc. Yeah, let me just say, I checked on Steam as peak players today. Anyone want to guess? Uh, ten thousand. It's on Steam. Ten thousand, bro. Hitting it right on the on the dot, right? Three hundred. Andy, I'm sorry. What? You want to guess Ark's uh, peak players on Steam? Just just Steam today. Uh, forty thousand. These are all Andy Price is Right rules. The closest fifty five thousand. Oh, I was pretty That's close. A few more. I mean. 17th oh. most played game on Steam today, and that's on Steam. Damn, I, yeah, I think you really undersold that. What crazily enough, I don't know who's doing it, but Ark <laughs> has the numbers. I think they give it away for free or something. Ark's and got it's the also, movies. I know it's big on the Xbox. I actually am aware of how popular it is. <laughs> I don't really totally understand it, but it's, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, but whatever, I guess. I hope it's a good game. Same. I do too. I hope they. I and I. I hope they walk back. their walk back and and make something that actually just makes sense. With Vin, it will win. Well, yes, you're right. There's a win in Vin somewhere. All right. Um, American McGee has announced that they're quitting game development after EA rejects new Alice game pitch because of quote how important the IP is. Alice, like, uh, like the whatever the fuck, uh, Alice American in Wonderland games, Alice. the dark ones, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alice in Chains. Alice, <laughs> I uh, almost said Alice in Chains. Alice that's in not Chains. it. That's like, yeah. uh, that's like a video game, another game, right? Or a uh, band. band. <laughs> American McGee's Alice for two thousand, and then American Madness Rejects. Returns from twenty eleven. I, I don't. He's know. been trying to get. I'm gonna say I've been following the American McGee story, but like, is this? Neither have I really. I don't, I don't know if anybody knows if this is an overreaction or not. I seem like he was turned um, on by one publisher, but like, was that his last chance or what? Uh, not. It's kind of. I, I I honestly don't know that much about the situation. I just know that <clears throat> he's been trying to get another Alice game made for a number of years now. Um. And part of it through like uh, crowdfunding stuff like that, uh, but I think he's just—if I were to speculate from what I've seen from him—I think he's just like tired of not really um, making anything worthwhile 
not really being able to like express himself creatively and have it be a success. Like the last successful thing, mm-hmm. uh, cr- I think critically was probably uh, the sequel from 2011. And since then he hasn't done anything. Not that I know in the video game, you know, sphere. Yeah, so I think he's just tired of those games. doing that. Was this the sequel? Was it like set to have a third one? Was it, I mean, it was supposed to be a trilogy or was this just be like another I don't think so. I never finished the second one, although that's the more popular of the two these days. Um, There's some people who are like weirdly into this, this particular Alice variation franchise. Um, But I don't think it was like always intended that there would be another one. I think it was just the idea would be that because they're popular games, they have their little niche appeal to this cult audience um, that it would be cool for a lot of people if there was another one at some point, you know, why not continue? Uh, using that universe, but uh, yeah, it kind of entered that realm of that you always kind of hate to see, where it's like clearly no one is picking up the ball anymore. Even though the creator and the fans are like, yeah, it would be cool if there was another one, but there, but it doesn't, it doesn't have that sort of uh, cachet in uh, as far as developers are concerned anymore. I'm not sure exactly why that's the case in this case. Uh, maybe it, I, honestly, I have no idea. I don't even want to speculate. Um, but yeah, it resulted in basically just kind of nothing. It was a bit fruitless, and so he's just—I guess—he's just done. <laughs> he's been in the industry for a long. He's, he worked on uh, a, a bunch of id software games in the nineties. Mm-hmm. So he's like, he's been around for for decades. I think he's just like, well, nothing's happening, you know. Yeah, might as well put his creative energies to maybe something completely different. Yeah, maybe. Um, Duncan Egg, a Knight of the Seven Kingdoms, is moving forward at uh, <coughs> Max. <laughs> what was that? You coughed. Oh, at, at, at <coughs> Max. Oh, Max. Yeah, we just uh, also not really on the dog. We just learned that HBO is dropping its uh, HBO Max, the streaming service, is dropping its HBO title to uh, more accurately advertise that they also have garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I do love it. Yeah, we were unsure of what uh, you know this this new merger of HBO and Discovery was going to be called. At least it's not called Discovery. Max is boring. But the reasoning is the the funny part. It's just like, yeah, what you're just abandoning just saying the quiet the, part. Uh, yeah, the value of the HBO branding for no reason. But yeah, so Duncan Egg is coming to television. I we did, you know, hear this announced like a couple years back, but it's uh, moving forward. I'm actually, you know, based on how House of the Dragon was, I. I like the Duncan Egg stories, so why not really see like him it, in the Duncan Egg story? See him on TV, you know? Yeah, yeah. They're just like very, um, you know, because they're short stories. They're just very like uh, small, uh, consumable, small cast focused little adventures. Yeah, yeah. They don't they don't feel as weighty as anything happening in Game of Thrones, though. Like because we know the context, we know there is weight to it. You know what I mean? It's just often not yes. realized until later. It's when you learn more about the connections that it becomes important. <laughs> like knowing that, uh, like knowing 
just in the lore that egg is destined to be king for example mm-hmm. you know what i mean that like, that colors how you view this precocious naive little squire that's following our uh our our boy dunk around yes hope it's good hope it's good uh i think benioff and wife's were probably most of the problem with game of thrones so i could I'm not saying that like you can't make a good Game of Thrones show. I I just I haven't watched House of Dragons yet, but I don't want to get on 2014 rants. But Benny <laughs> Off and Weiss were the major problem with that show for me. By the end of it, yep. Uh, Colin Farrell is the Penguin on <laughs> Max. Oh, he's gonna be on Max as well. Yeah, right on top of Max. Is this tied? I guess it must be tied to the DC universe, right? Well, no. I think what they announced is that the the Batman universe is its own independent thing under the Elseworlds category of of properties. Um, oh, but this which, is part which of- designates all of the alternate universe, uh, you know, universes, property, whatever. The Batman is one of those, mm-hmm. and, and this, this is, is the Batman's Penguin, of course. I see. Yeah, That's we cool. did know again that they were going to do this, but we just saw the first trailer just now. They're going to eventually like introduce multiversal shit so that the Elseworlds are like actually part of canon, but they're just part of not in the prime timeline. That's what the Flash movie is all about, right? That's why they need that fucking Ezra Miller movie to come out. Uh, yeah, they are adapting Flashpoint, which is a an event from the comics that directly linked like one continuity to the next continuity so they're basically using the same idea to link the snyder continuity to the new continuity i think i think that's why they need it so badly i think that's movie's gonna be really interesting um (laughs) (laughs) it might be a flash movie where we see flash in it literally as at the minimum possible runtime just a piece of story together to have the flash present on screen i saw the trailer and it's like the type of movie it seems like it is could actually be fun but there's so much baggage now with that fucking movie you're not and gonna be able i to, just i'm just saying you're not gonna be able to watch it without thinking of Ezra miller yeah and also just like thinking about how many times it was revised and yeah. uh reshot everything like that and it's like i guess sometimes good movies come out of that kind of process but jesus i mean like <laughs> can it be good at this point i mean the the kind of stuff it's doing looks like it could make for a entertaining little i won't be surprised it was at least entertaining but yeah maybe not for all of the right reasons <laughs> Yeah, people liked Colin Farrell's The Penguin. The Batman's The Penguin. So they're making a The Batman's The Penguin show. <laughs> well, good thing that uh, Max welcomes garbage now. Yes. Uh, I'm kidding. I don't know, whatever. I liked The Batman. I just, this feels cynical. Superfluous. Yeah. You know what I mean? Unnecessary. Yeah. What are they going to do with 10 episodes of Colin Farrell as the Penguin? They're just going to do some, like, crime shit. 
It's just going to be like episode nine or ten. Yeah, new crime. Slightly heightened crime. Oh no! Batman saga. Shadow shows up at the end. Uh, <laughs> it's like in Suicide you know? Squad. Batman shows up exactly. for a second. Uh, yeah, they're going to have some other. They're going to have some no name villain. Be as like adversary or something. Or right, you're so right because they're they're going to make him less of a bad guy for the audience's sake to relate to him by introducing an even worse guy who's a worse criminal who who do we think i don't i think it's gonna be like some no name like you know someone that i've never obviously never heard of but just like you know someone you gotta like google i hope this a batman character yeah isn't he obviously i always default to calendar man but that's just because his calendar man was like batman's uh hannibal lecter when he was trying to understand the joker I recall. Right, Flash? Am I on the money here? Are you talking about like in uh, the long Halloween? Yeah. Uh yeah, I believe he was in prison and that's yeah, he conferred with them. I think you're right. Yeah. It's been a, a long time since I read that. Um I could see it being someone like, I don't know, Zaz or something like that. Someone who's like definitely crazy, like an actual insane murderer person who makes right. the penguins uh, you know, sort of sophisticated uh, more by the book criminal look good in comparison. Do we do we at all think that um they're gonna touch the Joker? They, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he nah, I like so. they had Jared Leto Joker as a deleted scene. No, 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 no. They had uh in in the Batman universe the Joker because there's a deleted scene in the Batman. It's the I don't know his name, but Barry the, Keown. Ke- the oh. dumb kid in, in uh, Banshees of Irishin. Yeah. Oh, I'm, okay. I don't really. Yeah, well, there that was, was a deleted, deleted scene where Batman actually Batman. goes and talks to the Joker in that. For some reason, uh, I thought that was a Jared Leto Joker. I, I remember that deleted scene. That's from the Justice League Snyder cut. Oh. They had yeah, a scene terrible. of him at the end yeah. in the post apocalypse. Yeah. Um, either way, I, well, I don't think that guy. I, I Look, I thought he did good in Banshees of. Of whatever, in a Sharon. but I did not like him in Eternals, which is not his <laughs> fault because Eternals was just a really bad movie. Right. No fault there. Uh, it's hard to imagine the dimmest man on the island as uh, as the Joker. Joker? Yeah, yeah, the dimmest yeah, I don't man think on the really island. Works. Exactly. Uh, I don't even know how we got there, but yeah, no, I don't. I don't think so. Well, no, would you? You asked if. Oh, yes, the Joker's going to show up. No, I don't think so, because he's still in... Well, I mean, I don't know when this is going to take place. He's still in Arkham. Yeah, in the Batman universe, at least, he was locked up. Mm, and if they're... If they're um, paying attention at all, they would have seen the reaction to that deleted scene and seen that the reaction was not quite positive. <laughs> I, wonder I didn't even uh, like the scene that they left in. I fucking hated it. I wonder if they could do something like Bane. Like, somebody... Well, I don't know. Bane is, like, really specific to Batman, but... Somebody that we've seen in cinema, so they don't want to like do it again in a big movie, but like they could do it in a mm. TV show because it's less impactful. Maybe. Raza Ghoul. I am looking forward to. Um, I don't know. if We talked about this on the podcast that Clayface is going to be the villain supposedly in the Batman sequel. Oh, I didn't realize that. That's cool. Yeah, that's actually my. That was my first pick for a the Batman two villain. Oddly enough. After right after I saw the movie, I was talking about it, and I was like, "You know who should be the villain in the next one? Clayface." And they could do like a a version of uh, the the Golden Age Clayface, where he's an actor 
who can change his face with like makeup or masks or whatever it was. He like doesn't even have powers, uh, but he can become and he can disguise himself as people, which makes the whole which make, gives it a whole who can you trust angle for Batman, you know? So he doesn't have powers, uh, but he has can... like charisma 20 on his character sheet. Yes, exactly. And great like uh, theater skills <laughs> right, right. In, in all those respects. But they I could also have them. I, I would also be fine with them giving this Clayface powers and just that's our little like uh, introduction to the more uh, superhuman elements of, of this universe if they want to make that the thing. I mean, I, 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 could, I could see them doing that. Like, I, I felt like the Batman, we talked about it, I think, but like, I felt like the Batman um, was comic booky without like being a, a, you know what I mean? Without like being a cringy comic yes. book movie. It was not afraid of doing stuff like never calling Batman Batman unless it's like a, the villains talking about him. You know what I mean? He calls himself Vengeance. It's like edgy right. comic book shit, but like the way they did it just worked. Yeah, yeah. I think we all agreed on that point. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm talking myself back into it. I, I like the Batman a lot. Maybe maybe the penguin would be good. <laughs> coming back around on it. Yeah. Hey, if you're coming back around on it, send us a message. Brokencampfire.gmail.com or hit us up on the Twitter at brokencampfire. But if you're not, then don't. Seriously, well, don't. they haven't come back around, so they're somewhere else. They're not even right, they're uh, seriously do not. Just don't come back. We don't want. We don't want it. Do we want Vitor to come back though? I personally do. I come think. on, you I know, know that. No, you know no, the, no, you know, no, 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 no. Let's stop. stop, 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 stop. Everybody will think their answer as loud as he possibly can, and Vito will catch it right now. And then when he listens to it again, the count three. Go ahead and think your answer. One, two. No, 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 no. Two bags. Oh, sorry. I was leaking out of my head. Sorry. I was shaking. I was thinking so hard. All right. That'll be good. Probably just got a big old. Probably, uh, like somebody hit him in the back. He's got a headache. Yeah. yeah. A ghost <laughs> fucking punched him in the back of the head. He's got a the general malaise that he can't pinpoint. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Good night, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we will see you again next week with more content. content.